0: You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show, the show where we talk about everything. Today is Saturday. It's a Saturday morning in Greeley, Colorado, from which I am recording this podcast. It is also April 2nd, 2022, which is to say that yesterday was April Fool's. I don't know of a great many April Fool's pranks, jokes that were pulled yesterday. I know of just one, actually. We talked about trying to do April Fool's in our house. Some of the younger kids tried a couple of things. It was like, it was cheesy, right? They said something that was just silly. And then they immediately followed up with April Fool's and laughed, of course. But I only know of one April Fool's prank outside of our house. And that was uh, a young man from church brant teal shout out to brant teal zip tying household items all over <laughs> cabinets a pair of kitchen shears the works lots of zip tying that's pretty funny i haven't seen that before but that's it's pretty funny but i thought about and i talked with my wife about it and it's like you know hey what could we do that would be not too mean, but also a fun or funny April Fool's joke. And I'll I'll tell you, I thought about posting to Facebook an announcement that I had been offered a job in another state and accepted and we were gonna be moving in about four weeks and just seeing what the reactions would be. Probably everybody would have said, no, oh, no, you know, hey, look at the date. It's April first. No, you're you're not actually. Right? And then the other reaction would be, oh, that's that's mean. That's cruel. That's not funny. At least I think most everybody that we're connected with here in Greeley would feel like that was cruel. So I didn't. I didn't do that thing. Did not play that April Fool's joke. But in a real and serious way, I've got some good news, actually, some, some really good news concerning our house up in Montana. About eight years ago, and just about, I mean, we are, I think, one week out, a week from today, from eight years ago having bought our first house. Lauren and I were so excited. We were just so very excited. It, just, it was like, oh man, we've arrived, right? That feeling of we've bought our first home. Didn't think that was ever going to happen, I guess, for some reason. And then it did. And it was ours. Um, we were handed the keys. And I was just talking with my wife about this just a few days ago. Actually, I think it was last Friday. We had Joelle Pringle from the college group at church, watched the kiddos, not the older kiddos. Of course, she was just hanging out with the older kiddos, but help with the little ones. And Lauren and I made it over to Norty's for some barbecue in Loveland. And I told her, I said, you know, with this house almost being sold finally, I remember being on my way home from work the day that closing happened. We had gone in, signed paperwork that morning, and then I went to work and ran my route, and I was still running a route in eastern Montana, Richland County, Montana. And on my way home that afternoon, I stopped in at the house. Of course, it was totally empty. Nothing had been moved in just yet. But I went in with some food that I'd picked up, and I went upstairs to what would end up being Lauren's and my master bedroom. And I laid down on the carpet, and I did <laughs> the equivalent of snow angels, but I guess carpet, carpet angels. Because I was just over the moon, right? Like so many years of struggling and trying to make ends meet and it had been almost 2 years exactly since we moved to montana since i moved back to my home state and moved my wife and kids out after me but it had been 2 years since we moved to montana and the previous 5 years of Lawrence of my marriage were hard financially professionally socially and those first five years i mean it was just man like we didn't think we would ever be able to rent our own place much less buy our own house and there we were and all of a sudden it was ours here's the keys you've signed all the paperwork you can move in anytime we had a moving company that was paid for by my employer at the time conical phillips They came from Billings, boxed all of our stuff up, put it in a semi-truck, drove that to Sydney, unloaded everything into the house, and we lived in that house, fixed it up, had a few more kids. Enoch and John were both born when we lived in that house in Sydney, and of course it wasn't perfect, right? It wasn't like the ideal home. There weren't a great many homes on the market when we bought it. And we were somewhat constrained still. As far as our finances, we couldn't afford a brand new home. It wasn't a brand new home. It hadn't been updated for probably 20 years. I think at that point, 15, 20 years is the last time it had been renovated. And at that time, someone had added on to the house. It was a much smaller house originally, I think built in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, something like that. And then it was updated and almost doubled in size about the year 2000. But we set to work, cleaning it up, making ourselves comfortable, trying to organize it. I painted, I think, every room in that house at least once, sometimes twice, gave it some color, we made some changes. Right before we moved here to Colorado, we renovated both bathrooms. And actually after we moved down here, once we were out of the house, we hired somebody to redo the floors in the kitchen in both bathrooms, put down some ceramic tile. It looked nice, right? Replaced the fixtures in both bathrooms. And really, truly, I mean, if we had felt like we could have, we would have sold that house before we moved down here or right after moving down here. We would have listed it and put it on the market right away. But we ended up talking with a realtor. Actually, I think three or four times even before we decided we were moving down here, just to kind of explore, right? Hey, what are the options? What can we do? You know, what are the market conditions right now? Is now an okay time for us to sell? What do you think we might get out of it based on its condition? And every time we asked the realtor, it was just not a good prognosis. Yeah, you could sell it right now, but here's about what you're going to get for it. And houses are really not moving very quickly. So you're going to take a big hit and it's going to be a while. So if I were you, I would just go ahead and rent it out for the time being, wait until market conditions change, and then sell it. And so that's what we did. We rented the house out for two years. We had three different uh, sets of tenants. The first set I was totally a novice and I bypassed the safeties (laughs) in my mind as far as doing my due diligence. I should have just insisted on a background check and the works, but I didn't do my due diligence. I let myself get taken in by a bit of a sob story, honestly. and. Against my better judgment, I rented the house to a guy about my age who said he was, you know, trying to rent a house quickly so he could get his family moved up and settled in because he had been working in that area, his family back home in Wyoming for months and months and months. And he just couldn't do it anymore, needed to get them up there and settle in and all that. And I said, oh, yeah, no, I could totally relate to that. That's a good cause. Yeah, absolutely, I'll rent you the house. And then it didn't work out so good because the new renter decided to not pay and also wasn't returning my phone calls or my texts or my emails and ends up bailing. and just completely disappeared. No notice, no heads up nothing and I ended up calling around trying to figure out okay where is this guy I talked with my neighbors our old neighbors Paul and Nan Rafato next door found out oh yeah no this guy's been super weird not super friendly very standoffish no there's actually no family but there were several men living in the house oh interesting several men living in the house okay hmm yeah we didn't get a good feeling about it oh okay oh boy and then I called his employer because I did have the name of his employer. And they said, oh, yeah, no, he's been uh, furloughed. Yeah, he, he, he does work for us, but he's, he doesn't have a job right now. It's a seasonal thing. Oh, really? Huh. Okay. Well, that would be a good thing to know for me to know. In the end, I ended up going up there and having to do a fair amount of cleanup over the course of a weekend, had to take some time off, clean out trash, ended up hiring a uh, cleaning service to come through, never did get the money back from him, from his having stayed there, and also he left uh, utility bills unpaid, so that was awesome. Our next renters, they were fantastic, though. I mean, they were as good as our first experience was bad. And took really great care of it. In fact, left it better than they found it. Very sweet, very considerate, very conscientious. And then COVID happened. And he lost his job because he didn't have a great deal of seniority with Nalco Champion. And they ended up having to move. I believe they moved to Tennessee, actually. So that was unfortunate. And... You know, just long and short of it, I mean, we rented the house out because it was a temporary thing. It was a, okay, let's see how we like Colorado. Let's see how this goes. You know, our motivation for moving down here was Lauren had health problems that we wanted to get better access to medical care, health care, in order to resolve We needed something better than what we were getting in Montana, just weren't getting very good responsiveness from providers. And plus the ones that would have been the best in the area were a long ways away. And so it was just a a logistical nightmare trying to get to doctor's appointments with any regularity, very expensive, very time consuming. And so a big prayer was, okay, we're going to move down to Colorado and maybe get a handle on these health issues. Colorado's got a good reputation for access to healthcare. Lots of doctors, specialists that live here, want to do medicine here, want to have their practices here. And maybe that is pretty quick. Maybe we you know get access to the right specialist and everything gets resolved in a six-month, nine-month, year period. And maybe we decide we don't like Colorado. We don't want to stick around. So we'll, you know, keep our options open to go back. But, you know, I mean, the housing market up there wasn't fortuitous anyways. So we're going to rent out. And then that just kind of covers all of our bases. And if we decide we like it here, plus the housing market turns around, then we'll sell. And... Start looking for a home to buy here. And and we, you know, rent in the meantime. Well, as it turns out, the housing market did turn around. We've got a buyer. And last weekend, the realtor said, hey, everything came back great with the appraisal. Nothing more needed as far as work on the house in order for the terms of the loan to be met, conditions of the terms of the loan to be satisfied valuation's good no we should be good I'm going to send you some documents to sign the title company's going to send you some documents to sign you're going to have to get those notarized at overnighted back and we should have a closing date very soon a tentative is this coming Monday I got an email from the electric and gas company up there Montana Dakota Utilities saying that service has been switched over. So that's exciting or it will be switched over, I should say. It's it's scheduled to be switched over on April 5th. So that's very exciting. That feels real, right? And Lauren and I were talking yesterday about how, you know, it, it almost just doesn't feel like we can believe that it is real just yet. It it almost doesn't feel like you know th- th- that it's going to happen you know don't count your chickens before they hatch is a saying but by the grace of god as an answer to prayer we're almost through that and it's you know it seems like such a simple thing right like it, i don't know maybe i make too much of a d- big deal out of it maybe it's uh not that big of a deal but it, there's something symbolic right like when we bought the house it was this huge deal that, hey, you know, we're, we're doing it, right? Like we're doing it, bought our first home. And then you settle in and maybe some things don't go quite the way that you had expected and supposed. I mean, frankly, when I bought that house back in 2014, per my employer's request, I thought, I'm going to be working for this employer for the foreseeable for years and years and years to come. And then market conditions change and the company decides it's going to put its bottom line first and close the office that was just a couple blocks from the house that I had bought in an up market, in an inflated market, per their request. And then if I wanted to, I could commute an hour to the new office that they just built, the new expensive office that they just built in Watford City. And I decided, no, that's not, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to commute for free and lose two hours every day of either compensation or time with my family. Not doing that. No, nope. Four and a half years. I've worked really hard. I've been passed over for prom- Promotions. I've seen other guys get promoted because of being family and friends, promoted just straight out the gate, hired in at a higher level. Meanwhile, me and the guys that have been here for years don't even get an opportunity, don't even get told that there's going to be an opening for this position to be able to interview for it. No, I'm done. I'm out. Deuces. You know, and I I think it was right about then, it was right about then that Lauren and I started thinking in earnest, you know, maybe this is just not an ideal place for us anymore. You know, it wasn't right away, it wasn't totally immediate, but I would say my leaving Conoco in 2016 was really the beginning of us deciding, hey, this is just not maybe long term where we're going to be as a family And so over the next couple of years, next three years, different things would come up that maybe were a possibility out of state and maybe we'll move and maybe we'll, you know, I got it. I had a recruiter reach out to me, finding me on LinkedIn, trying to get me to hire on with Tesla, for instance. That would have moved us to Sparks, Nevada, and that would have been, super exciting, and then you look at it, and it's like, well, okay, no, you know, I don't think that's going to be a good fit for us, given the timing and some of the details, but cool, you know, and different things like that came up now and again. There was a possibility of moving to Colorado the year before we actually did, and funny enough, it would have been with Phillips again, but that just didn't quite work out, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, We've looked at it, and now we're, you know, we're excited. Each opportunity that comes up to move potentially out of state, out of this area, sell the house, and move on to new adventures. Uh, you know, each one of those that comes up, we're more and more feeling like we're itching to get out of here and just do something different. Not good access to amenities. Our kids are getting older and we want them to have good access to educational opportunities the once a month trips to billings for chiropractor dentist optometrist specialists it just it's, get, it's gotten old right like it's just too much it's exhausting it's expensive and then september 2019 move here take a new job Rented this house actually, sight unseen, except for pictures on the internet. I hadn't seen the house. I had my brother and my sister-in-law drive by because they lived in Evans. Now they live in Milliken, Colorado, but they lived in Evans, Colorado. And I said, "Hey, can you just you know check this out and just see if like it's an okay neighborhood?" And oh yeah, no, it's great. It's a great neighborhood. That would be a really nice part of town to live in. Okay, cool. I think I'm going to go ahead and rent this thing because we need a place to land when we move to Colorado. But that's what we did. Rented this house sight unseen. It just seemed to be... it, It just seemed like it was the Lord's will that we would move to Colorado and that we would live in this house. And wouldn't you know it, we rent the house in Montana, the house we still owned in Montana, out for two years we've had it listed without a renter in it for about six months now and it's just about to be sold and there's just something monumental about that it was it was the end of a chapter and the beginning of a new chapter when we bought the house right it marked a major turning point in our conception of life and our place in life that we had bought this house And then I think to some extent, having the house and not being able to sell it for, you know, probably about five years now, five, six years that we have had the house and wanted to sell it and move on to other things and not feeling like we could sell it it was just kind of a trapped feeling, right? You, You feel a little bit backed into a corner. Because unless you can sell the house, and unless you can rent it out to reputable people, you're just kind of stuck. There's so much in the way of our net worth that has been tied up in that house that you're kind of limited until you can unload it. And so, again, not to belabor the point, we are just very, very thankful, very excited about Selling the house, it's such an answer to prayer. And I know that the Lord's timing is perfect. It's not that we didn't want to sell the house. It's not that we didn't have any interest. But the Lord's timing, apparently, was that now is when we would sell the house. And that whatever comes next, comes next in the context of our selling the house now. Now, our hopes, and this is, you know, we try to be careful to say, God willing, we'll live and do this or that. But our hope is our plans, tentative, pending approval by the Lord, establishment by the Lord, our hope is with selling the house up there, our cash flow is much better than it has been for six months, not making two-house payments plus utilities on two houses. Also, not feeling like we're still in Montana mentally, emotionally, holding a reserve of being there and here at the same time. So what we'll say is, okay, the house is sold. We've got that all squared away. Everything's settled up. No more maintenance costs, potentially surprising us from time to time. No sudden news that, hey, the battery died in your thermostat at the house and so the coldest spell of the winter hit and some of your pipes froze and cracked and spilled their contents and the main water to the house was shut off thankfully my realtor gave good advice in that regard before we got into the winter hey you know without anybody living in there i would just go ahead and shut off water from the city you know, you never know what might happen. Okay, yeah, good call. And sure enough. And then all of a sudden, you're trying to manage calling contractors and arranging. i get this replaced and get that replaced and call insurance. See if we can get a claim submitted and will they cover broken pipes? Will they cover the plumbing costs? Hey, vey. Plus, you're still trying to sell it while you're getting all this work done. So then if there's going to be a showing of the house while these things are in process, it's just, it's been, uh, it's been a headache. I'm i am not going to lie. And so the plan is, without having our attention divided in such a way, we'll take some time to get acclimated to not thinking about Montana anymore, save the family and friends that we keep in contact up there with, but not thinking about Montana and worrying about keeping a reserve of time, energy, attention, money, patience, and we will see where our finances are at minus that mortgage payment, the monthly utilities payments, surprise maintenance costs. We'll give our family budget, our household budget, some time to adjust Plus, we've got inflationary concerns. Also, I read that there may be a housing bubble, which is about to burst, which, if it bursts right after we've sold our house up there, and then that brings home values, list prices, back down to earth here in Colorado, just in time for us to buy something here, that could be a major answer to prayer. That could be really nice. But our hope is, Lord willing, to get everything squared away, get our finances in order, get our financial house in order, save up, and then buy a home here in Colorado, buy a house here in Colorado. And hopefully we can afford it (laughs) for one. But for two, you know, basically the last three homes and, you know, actually, honestly, really, every home we've ever lived in, truth be told, every home we've ever lived in, we have felt like was just kind of the only option. You know, when Lauren and I first got married, the tail end of 2006 We were two poor college students who believed that the Lord had put us together and that it was the Lord's will that we would marry and serve him together, follow after him together. And so we married. And there were objections, but we felt like what we were reading in the scriptures and what the Spirit was leading and guiding us in was a more powerful and wiser counsel than the naysayers. And so we got married. And because we're two poor college students, uh, we lived with my dad for a span of time. I worked from home for a good deal of that as a billing clerk for r Carriers. And it was just kind of necessity. You know, the housing market, plus the unemployment rate, plus the general economic conditions, the Great Recession, meant that the options were pretty limited for higher-paying jobs, and so we were just kind of stuck. And then it just so happened that my mom got remarried. She and her new husband, her second husband, moved out of the house that my dad still owned in Hillsboro, Ohio, and so then he just had that house, and he was going to either sell it, or he was going to rent it out, or he was going to do something with it. Well, then he ended up just saying, well, hey, why don't you guys take that? You can take that house. You get your own space a little bit here. You can fix it up, work on it. And so that's what we did. We moved into that house that was the carbon copy of the Casper Collins home in Hillsboro. And I did a lot of work on that. A lot of painting work on that. And it was just kind of yeah, this is what it is. Like, this is what we can do. We can live here, but we really can't afford to rent something. Certainly can't afford to buy anything. When I moved back to Montana in 2012, there was nothing available to rent. Everything was just a ridiculous premium. And I stayed with my grandparents in a spare room in the basement for three months until the widow of my dad's cousin, who passed away years and years ago, got into a conversation with an aunt and uncle of mine and it turned out they were needing to evict their tenants. And so we were gonna get a screaming deal on a farmhouse on County Road 550, I think $850 a month. It was just an absolute steal. It was really inexpensive compared to what a lot of people were paying for rent. But it was just, it was kind of like, well, that's what it is, right? Like that's what's available. So that's what we're going to get. And we really can't be choosy about it. Beggars can't be choosers. I just want to get my family out here because we were going on Three months plus at that point, me being in Montana, my wife and my four oldest boys being back in Ohio, it's like, yeah, that's just too much, right? Like, it's just, I got to get them out here. I'm so tired of being away from them, them being away from me. So we rented that house and it was a blessing, right? But it was not really a situation where we felt like we had a lot of options to choose from. And then it comes time that we're supposed to buy a house in Sydney. My company, my employer wanted me to buy a house and move closer to my route. And there weren't a lot of houses on the market. The houses that were on the market that would be the right size, plus in an affordable you know, price range, really did narrow it down to what we bought. We bought the house that matched the criteria of cost and size. For our family size, not really ideal as far as setting, very small yard, very, very small, very busy street, but across the street from the city pool, which was cool, one block over from a really big park, city park, you know, right on the busiest street in town, which meant not so great, not 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 so great, for the kids playing outside out front willy-nilly but it was home so we made the best of it and then moving down here you know I didn't really have time to take off of work to come down here and do a whole lot of house shopping in person there was just way too much going on Lauren had just had knee surgery I really didn't have any vacation time to take from my employer at the time There was no vacation time to speak of. The time was coming fast when my new employer wanted me to start officially. And so we're busy cleaning up our house, getting everything packed, trying to get everything loaded, trying to get everything arranged, trying to, you know, all that. I look online. Hey, that one looks pretty nice. It looks all right. I I think we could afford that. I think, I mean, it's expensive. It's more expensive than our mortgage right now by a bit, by about 700 bucks a month. But I think we could make that work. And maybe, you know, if I get enough overtime plus also if we can save on groceries and if we can cut here and cut that and do this and dot, da da, da 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 da. you know, maybe we can make that work. So we rented it. We rented it sight unseen. First time. My family and I saw this house that we're living in now, that we're renting now, have been renting since we got here, was the day we moved in, which was just like, I don't know, it was almost like a, a Christmas morning type feeling. It's like, oh, wow, look at this, look at this. Oh, that doesn't quite look like the pictures, but okay. Mm, this is not in as good of condition as the pictures, but okay. I think we can make this work anyway. Okay. And I I would absolutely stand by calling this providential. I think it was I think it was providential that we landed here, met our neighbors the Chavezes within a week or two. We've been grafted in to the Summit View Community Church family through COVID. That has been absolutely a godsend. But we might just be on the verge. I hope and I pray, if I can dare to dream, if I can dare to entertain the audacity of hope, we might just be on the verge of being able to choose our next home. Maybe. Maybe just maybe. Maybe we can take time to really relish and enjoy picking out our next home, going and looking at it in person, even hey, let's go check it out. We'll leave the kids home for 30 minutes, do a walkthrough, maybe, maybe, just maybe. I hope, I hope and I pray. And you can pray for us in that regard. You know, there's a number of factors and the good Lord knows all of them. But for my part, wanting to be wise, I'm really hoping that we could find something with decent square footage, a conducive layout, something that works well for our family. I don't know how quick it'll be. We might just wait. I mean, if it looks like there's a housing bubble that's about to burst, we might just wait until it bursts and see where that lands us. But I know the Fed is raising interest rates. We actually just got an e not an email, but uh, snail mail, regular mail. Just got a notice from Wells Fargo, Yesterday, saying that our interest rate come June was going to raise from 2.5%, the original terms, to 4%. And our monthly mortgage payment for the house in Montana was going to go up by $300. And I got that and I looked at it and I <laughs> showed my wife, Lauren. I said, man, just in time, huh? <laughs> but that is to say, too, like if we're looking at trying to get a mortgage, get a new mortgage, a couple things. One, really have no interest in getting an adjustable rate mortgage again. We had a seven-year arm on the first house that we bought. And at first you think, man, seven years, that's a long time, and I mean, surely we'll move on and do something different before that's even going to be a factor that the interest rate would change. Whether it goes up or it goes down, the fact that it might change, that it probably will change at the end of those seven years, it gets to be just kind of a stressful thing. And so if we can avoid that, doing that again, I think we'll learn our lesson and try not to do that again. But I think another thing too is just when it comes to buying a home, a big factor for me is going to be what sorts of things can we look for in a home that play to the strengths of our family, not just the size of our family. You know, that was the that was the chief most factor when we bought our house in Sydney it was just, hey, we need to have enough space for everybody. I don't care how the house is laid out. I just, we need to have enough square footage to where everybody can kind of just spread out and have some elbow room. And then you get into a house that's maybe the right size, but there's a lot of things with regards to layout that can just make or break the experience of everybody trying to do what they need to do in the house. And then renting this house, it was like, okay, well, the biggest things I'm concerned about, two states away, not having the time to go there in person, is that a part of town that's known for high crime, because I don't want to be an hour plus away for work and always worrying that somebody might break in or threaten my wife and kids. I just, no. No, no, no. I would rather us have something smaller, more modest, in a part of town that's going to be safer than a mansion on a sketchy street. But we looked at Again, square footage, it's like, okay, well, you know, it looks like it's the right size and layout wise, it might not be ideal, but I think, yeah, I think we can make that work. And lo and behold, dining room, ever since we moved in, it's, it's things like this, that you just you kind of learn to ignore, but then once it comes into play that you could potentially do something different, you start keying in on it. It's like, yeah, you know what? That That's just always a bother. That's always a headache for us well we have a a giant dining room table because we've got a big family lauren and i plus eight kids and then suppose you have people over or where are you going to put them you have to have two tables which we do now but both of the dining room spaces are just not quite not quite big enough to be comfortable for the tables that we have We have one table that seats eight people, but you almost have to have like nothing else in the room in order for that to work. And we have too much that we need to do to have a room only, have two rooms actually, only for dining, so invariably. The sewing stuff is in that room for the second dining room. Lauren's computer, the kid's computer, their school computers and sewing computers are in that room as well. So hopefully, what we're looking for next is gonna have a space for a dedicated school room. A dedicated sewing room would be fantastic. That would be just really, really great. Or a dining room is going to be big enough to where when we have our main dining room table, our main family table, completely extended all the leaves in which we need it to have you're not trying to suck it in suck in your gut to get in and out (laughs) like we are right now plus two I mean I this is the first house we've lived in oh man ever actually ever ever since we got married and had kids. This is the first house we've ever lived in where I have not painted almost every room in the house. And, I, we, and we like color. Let's be clear. We like colors. Beige uh, is not a color, ladies and gentlemen. White is not a color. Every room in this house is beige. And we have not painted anything in this house. And so I'll tell you what, it it probably sounds crazy to people who don't like painting, but man, I am really excited about buying a home, Lord willing, and painting every room in the house to suit our personality, our temperament, our flair for life, our love of life. We like color, so we're excited about having maybe some color, but... What do you do, right? We don't brag about the future, brag about tomorrow. We don't say, today or tomorrow we'll move to this city, work there and live there for a year, and make a profit. What you say is, if the Lord wills, we'll live and do this or that. And so I want to be diligent in making plans, assessing our situation, and saying, Okay, Lord, here's what I got. What can I, what can I do with that? How can I be a good steward of that? I want to serve the Lord well in how we make this next step, and it feels like it's an important step. I feel like wherever we go next, and I, and I, Lauren and, I and all the kids, we are all very much of this same mind. We want it to be close. Uh, If anything, we'd like to live closer to church. And so we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. Maybe we live closer to the middle of Greeley. But really also, we would love to live out in the country. And we know some families that live further out east, further from the mountains. And usually the further from the mountains you get, the more affordable homes are. And so what we might do is we might look further out east, east of town, into the country, a five or ten minute drive, look for something that we can move into that is going to have a little bit of acreage, a little bit of elbow room, a little bit of distance. Might do that. Or some other thing. Who knows? But because it feels like such an important decision, and not to say that the last... Several decisions of where we would live were unimportant. But this one, it feels important in a different way because our family's in a different place. Hey, I'm working from home, right? Four out of seven days every other week. Where do I need us to live? Where I'm going to be able to have a home office set up that is quiet and dedicated, where we've got a good access to internet, That's an important detail. Hey, also, we have eight children. One of them is almost 15. One of them is almost 14. One of them will be 13 the end of this year. Three teenagers. Wherever we move to next might just well be, for one, the house that we're in when our oldest sons graduate from childhood into adulthood. That's a wild thought. But also, too, wherever we live next, whatever our home looks like next is going to be home to Lauren and myself. Now five chickens. We're down to five. We had six, but we're down to five because one of them jumped over the fence. And the dog behind us got her. But five chickens, eight children, Lauren and I. Everybody apparently, by the way, really wants us to get a dog And by everybody, I mean all of our kids, Lauren, myself as well. I guess we all want to get a dog. So that'll be exciting, not paying pet rent. Hopefully also that's conducive to a place out in the country. Hey, let's have a dog. Let's get a pup. Maybe, just maybe, we get some dairy goats. That would be awesome. But we'll see, right? right. Don't worry about tomorrow, what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear, for your Father in heaven knows that you need these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Sufficient for the day are the troubles therein. Why worry about tomorrow? God willing, we'll live into this or that. That's all I've got for this episode. I got to run. It's a Saturday morning. I think I'm going to return a phone call here concerning some exciting things going on in the cryptocurrency space. I want to check out a potential opportunity I just heard about. Also, I've got work to do. Also, I'm almost finished with China, the novel by Edward Rutherford. A bit on the long side but I should have that finished today. Once it's done, I'll be doing a review episode of the book. I'm not quite sure what to say just yet, but we'll figure it out by the end. It's an interesting novel, in any event, all about the opium wars, the end of the emperor of China, everything transitioning into the rise of the Communist Party, More on that soon. Maybe tomorrow's episode. We'll see. But I'm going to leave it there for now. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless.